solemnly swear that I am up to no good. Bum bum ba bum 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 bum. Chapter Ten, The Rogue Bludger. Welcome to another episode. I'm Alex. I'm Molly. And this is Potter Watch. So this is a really sleepy episode for Molly and I. I was going to say this is a really special episode. Well, we are (laughs) sleepy, but it is special. Why is that, Molly? It's the 20th anniversary of Harry Potter. As you could tell from that enthusiastic (laughs) woo, we are both extremely tired for question mark reasons. I'm going to pep up as we talk, though. Oh, yeah. I'm already peppier. Get yourself a pepper up potion. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. We're doing chapter 10, the rogue bludger, or as Molly likes to call it, the rogue house elf. Amazing. Can you follow that up, Alex? I cannot. (laughs) Okay, so I forgot to do a chapter title, and I tried to come up with one on the fly, but my brain is not working. So my, uh, I went with a simple, a simple chapter title. A little like JK sometimes, when she just tells you what it's about. So my chapter title is Boneless. That's good! (laughs) I was expecting, like, way worse, so... (laughs) Well, e for exceeds expectations. Ooh. <laughs> Thank you. I feel like it's a little bit of a pity. Uh, a pity E, but I'll take it. I'll take all I can get. Okay, fine. You can bump down to A for acceptable. Aw, appreciate it. <laughs> a for appreciation. <laughs> all right. <clears throat> Let's get into it. Oh, wait. The chapter clue... <laughs> The password what? is Draco Malfoy. It was who was the seeker of his name. That who was last. <laughs> I, the, I thought it we... was. Um... Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's like Lockhart. Um, who who did they get to sign the paper? Well, you figured it out. That's how you're here. Um... <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was it, but it's been a while. So secretly. Um, unbeknownst, un, did I say that right? Unbe- unbeknownst? No. <laughs> unbeknownst. I, I, I said that, it right. Unbeknownst. Is that how you say that? I think so. Anyway. It sounds like weird, but I, they, I can't think of how else you would say that. Unbeknownst to the <laughs> listeners, we were off last week because I was on vacay, but we were, we thought ahead this time. Yeah, so we had some extras, or we had recorded ahead of time, so you guys didn't know that, but, um, so we're a little out of practice, and a little forgetful of what we've already done. My old age can't take this. Um, yeah, and I'm usually editing the one from last week, like, right before we record, and I haven't done it yet, so, we're also recording on a different night. Everything is backwards. Everything is crazy. I'm sorry. What? No, I wasn't. I was just saying it was wild. Oh, yeah. Um, I thought, here is my thought process of recording on a Monday. I was like, oh, it's the beginning of the week. Let's start the week off great with Potter Watch. But I forgot that the beginning of the week also means I'm exhausted on a Monday afternoon. So. I actually like recording on Monday. Yeah. 
So, just some background that you guys did not need to know. But you got it. That's your half of it was probably cut out. So, you're lucky. You only listened to half of that. You're welcome. (laughs) Um, Okay. Let's dive right in. (laughs) My first note what kind of cures are. Oh. (laughs) Lockhart is like, um, I cured the babbling curse with. A yeti with a head cold and a vampire who can only eat lettuce? Like, what kind of, like, cures are those? Or, like, rescues? Well, I guess if a a vampire can only uh, eat lettuce, then it's not sucking people's blood. I know, but, like, (laughs) is it still just hanging out in the town? Yeah, but it's only eating lettuce, so it's fine. Like, that just seems so weird. It's like a vegetarian Edward Cullen. Like, very vegetarian. He is vegetarian. Kind of. He eats animals. Well, so vegetarian for vampires. So now he's, like, a human vegetarian. Oh, I gotcha. Um, I'm um, so sorry for that Twilight reference. Yeah, everybody. I'm really <laughs> so apologizing. I'm really apologizing <laughs> for that. That was embarrassing for myself. <laughs> um, um, a Yeti with a head cold. What is, like, a Yeti's main thing? I feel like it's JK, so they're all, like, clever. I am, I mean, a Yeti's, like, a real thing. Right, like, but what is it's, like... I always associate it with, like, snow. Me too, but, like, what, what it's head cold, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. JK, explain it to me. Tweet at us. (laughs) Um, At Real Potter Watch. My first note says, Harry acting as a werewolf is hilarious, (laughs) and I am disappointed in the filmmakers. Why do do I not get to see baby Daniel Radcliffe pretending to be a werewolf? Or just having to act with Lockhart. Opposite with Lockhart, just amazing. Um, I'm going to talk about this, I think, throughout the chapter, but I just bought this new book. It's called... The Wizarding World Press Ultimate Unofficial Guide to the Mysteries of Harry Potter. Um, And it came out before the fifth book, so it's just books one through four. So they don't know what's going to happen the rest of the series. Um, I got it for $1.80. Originally priced at $25. Uh, Anyway, so it basically breaks down every single chapter about, like, hidden clues and stuff. And, um, one of the things it said for this one was, um, just other oddities. It says, Gilderay says he cured a werewolf with a immensely complex homeoorphous charm. And he seems to have a lot of run-ins with werewolves. Is this a hint? And I just thought that was interesting. Yeah, I was thinking about that, too. Like, about how we meet Lupin. Yeah. You know, next book. And right now Harry's pretending to be a, a werewolf. werewolf. I know. Which, that's fun. Well, actually, that's kind of funny because they don't learn about werewolves until Snape teaches it, but technically Lockhart was already teaching them. I mean, I don't think he was yeah. really teaching them. Lockhart doesn't have a... He doesn't even know. Like, he, like, has the muggle interpretation of a werewolf. Like, he, yeah. He watched Teen Wolf one time. And <laughs> um, yeah. So, thank you for that uh, oddity. Thank you. What's the author's name? I would like to refer to them by name as we go through. Um, by Galdrit. 
Waters? What? Is she trying to give this is like a Harry Potter, Potter yeah, name? Galadriel Waters? Alright, I'm gonna refer to them as Waters. Yeah. Um LL at having their homework be composed a poem. <laughs> at least one of their teachers is like maintaining Pro Arts. Yeah, English. Thanks you know. Flitwick also for doing choir. Oh, in the movies. <laughs> Just a little quote from Lockwood. Lockwood. Lockhart, almost my chapter title. Simple and illiterate. <laughs> when he's describing his, um... His pen? No, like, one of his, like... When he's describing one of his, uh... His cures or one of the things that he's defeated. He oh, says, yeah. It, um, he says, like, I did such and such, such and such, such and such. Simple and alliterate. <laughs> alliterative, sorry. Simple and alliterative. And I was just, like, Amazing. I mean, he's really a great writer because he's writing all these, like, basic yeah, fiction books. Yeah, he should just, this is because. That's his Ravenclaw. This is because they don't appreciate the arts in the wizarding world. He couldn't just make up wizarding stories. He had to pretend all of this stuff happened. Well, there's Beetle. Beetle and the Bard. Those They're, are like, fables. That's, like, stories. Yeah, but, like, every, kids. Okay, but every but they're like a passed down they're passed down fables. It's they don't still have, art. It's art, but I'm saying like a fable is something different than like publishing like a children's book because it's stories passed down, passed down. I mean passed it down. is in book form because Hermione has it. No, I know, but I don't know. I mean that's the only well and Ron I think it was in the it was in this book and he has the, the book about the muggle. Um, remember? <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, That's yeah. That's, like, a fiction. That's true. I, um, okay, I take it back. Fine, I'm just trying to give Lockhart the benefit of Well, the no, back. I'm still saying I think it's good. Like, that's his strength, is, like, writing fiction. <laughs> he goes, I'm gonna write a Historical fan fiction about Lockhart in the muggle world. <laughs> like, once he gets his memories together, yeah. he, um, he writes muggle, um... It, he writes muggle fiction. Adorable. Lockhart is J.K. Rowling in disguise. No, that's for you. That's my, that's my uh, fan theory. Um, I thought that the way Hermione asks him to to sign the paper is so similar to Tom Riddle in the sixth book in the flashback. Yeah, and also similar to how she gets um, Hagrid to tell her things. Like her manipulation she's is sneaky. like. And then she does, like, the same sort of thing with Ron later in this chapter, where she's like, well, fine, if you want to not know what's happening, and you want all the muggle boards I know. To, I'm like, Hermione! Love it. Your Slytherin is showing, girl! But I think that's more like... Hermione uses all the house's, like, benefits yeah. to her advantage. She's smart enough to recognize the good... Um, when Hermione's like, oh, um, I was wondering if I could keep it, and Ron's oh, like, yeah. oh, come off! He'll sign anything. <laughs> yeah, so, um, the, what I'm referring to is, uh, when they get, they need, first of all, to get Lockhart's signature so they can go to the restricted section to get the book on how to make Polyjuice Potion. 
So they, so Hermione manipulates Lockhart and gets the signature, and then they go to Madame Pence to take it out of the library, and Hermione's like, oh, um, don't take it, Madame Pence, like, I was wondering if I could keep it, and Ron's like, uh, you'll be fine, he'll sign anything you want, like, get over it. Most potent potions, she repeated suspiciously, trying to take the note from Hermione, but Hermione wouldn't let go. I was wondering if I could keep it, she said breathlessly. Oh, come on, said Ron, wrenching it from her grasp and thrusting it at Madame Pince. We'll get you another autograph. Lockhart'll sign anything if it stands still long enough. Um, I said that Lockhart is basically Penelope from SNL, which, if you don't know who that is, it's like a Kristen Wiig character, and she's yes. always trying to one-up people. She's like... Someone's like, oh, yeah, I went to college, blah, blah, Oh, I went to, like, Harvard. Um, oh, yeah, I have a BA. Well, I have a master's degree. Um, and I went to school in outer space. Like, she's always just trying to one-up everybody. Yes. Um, and that's, like, Lockhart's like, oh, well, I, I played Quidditch. I was, uh, I was asked to play professionally. Yeah. <laughs> Like, that character and the don't-make-me-sing character. Oh, yeah. That is so Lockhart. Like oh, a mixture. Don't make, don't me, make sign. me sign. Don't make me sign. Oh, don't make me sign. Oh, oh, you want me to fix the arm? Okay, one, two, three. Oh, you've done it wrong. I, you you oh. have to nod. Yes, yes. Come in on the... Yes. Oh, and you've missed it. Um, We're, we do such great Kristen Wiig impressions. Why don't they ask us to be on SNL? I think, really, Lockhart, once he got his memories back... Became Kristen Wiig, I think is what we're seeing. Oh, true. Me, true. The, the greatest disguise of them all. <laughs> now I'm just trying to picture that. Like, what is like? <laughs> He's like, oh, he made man. a success out of himself. Yes, he did. Uh, still a writer. Still a writer. Yeah, she I writes. guess she writes, yeah. True. Is Polyjuice potion potent? Like, I'm not sure why that's in that book. What do you mean? Like, potent usually means like dangerous, or I mean, that's how I it think is, it is. It is kind of dangerous because it's like really bad. Like, you could oh. get. You could get people in a lot of trouble. I understand having it in the restricted section, but in this book where it seems like the other potions are, like, super, like, dangerous and harmful, whereas, like, Polyjuice Potion... But that's what I'm saying. I feel like Polyjuice Potion can ruin someone's life. So it's, like, yes, secretly... that in off. book four. <laughs> right. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. So to me, it is really dangerous. Not, like, by nature, like, where some of these, it's, like, poison or whatever. Like, that's, like, right. automatically potent or whatever. Whereas yes. Polyjuice Potion is, like, potent how you use it. Agreed. It just doesn't but like in this book. But, like, I don't understand why anyone... Like, I don't think there is a very good reason to use Polyjuice Potion. Like, this is, like, the one, I feel like, good reason I to mean, use Polyjuice Potion. Obviously, I think everyone in their cars are thinking it. Halloween. <laughs> Mom, Draco Malfoy's dad got him polyjuice potion for Halloween. I want to be the actual Kristen Stewart. Um, I want to be Kristen Wiig slash Lockhart. 
Um, yeah, I mean, I guess, yeah, by nature, it's like the, the season, the, by nature, it is deceiving. Yeah. That's the second Twilight reference I've made. I didn't mean it. I meant, like, hip gay Kristen Stewart, but I did realize, like... I'm giving side eye. <laughs> I did realize that that's technically the second Twilight reference I've made. Like, you've been out of my life so long, Twilight. You're trying to crawl back up. <laughs> um, um, there goes Hermione defending Lockhart again. I feel like we can't speak of this. Yes, but you agreed with me. I agree that I think she's being ridiculous, but I think it's okay for her to be ridiculous. Okay, so I've been thinking about this a lot. Oh my gosh, are we getting into this again? Well, I just don't think I explained why it bothered me so much. Alright. I'm, I'm listening. Sorry, that's, I didn't mean, like, alright. like. No, I'm trying to think. I want to word it well. Um, I guess, okay, so I don't really care that Hermione's doing it. I care more that J.K. Rowling wrote this part for Hermione because I feel like it's so, and I used this word before, it was, it's, like, so trite and, like, it's used all the time to describe female characters as having these ridiculous crushes and they make stupid actions. It's kind of, like, a rom-com-esque thing. Mm-hmm. So I didn't like that this really great character has to also go through that same stereotype that's very, I think, anti-feminist. And, like, any other character could have been chosen to, like, be all over, like, Lockhart or whatever. And I don't like that she uses Hermione as the character to to do that. Yeah. Similarly, how, like, Ginny acts around Harry. I mean, it's, like, a little different because she's, like, younger, and and then she, like, grows out of it, which I really like. But, um... Yeah, I just... I, I, and I see what you're saying. And I really, and I think, I, and I have to think about it. Because for me, it's like, I get weary about, like, what is feminist and what's anti-feminist in terms of, like, is it trite or is it trite because it's something that teenage girls that are, like, 11 and 12 do. Like, like, they, like just because you're smart doesn't mean you can't have, like, ridiculous crushes. Right, exactly, yeah. is what I'm saying. Like, like yes, I do think you're right, and I do think it's a convention used a lot. But I think yeah. it's a convention used a lot because it's also something that happens a lot. But, and I guess they do this, like, with Ron, too. Like, he does yeah. act foolish in front of, like, Fleur all the time and stuff like that. And then even when he starts his crush on Hermione, he, like... Yeah. Starts acting ridiculous around her, too. And Harry, his, uh, green monster. Ooh. (laughs) I know. About Ginny. (laughs) No, the creature inside him is rising. (laughs) Ew! That is what it (laughs) is! (laughs) I've never heard it. We'll discuss in book six. Oh my god. Stay tuned. That is the biggest allusion to an erection I have ever, like, thought of in my life. I don't want to talk about it anymore right now, because there are 12 right now, but... I Okay, clearly we're talking about... Some book six. 16-year-old Harry. I know. Like, apparently but, going through puberty real late in life. Yeah. So, that's my thoughts on that. <laughs> then that, I think, so that, yeah, that's just why it bothered me. No, that makes, that makes sense. It does. 
And she is, she makes it last, like, a little long. Which I have another note about it, but I'm going to wait till you get to it. Okay. Yeah, okay. My next note is also about Hermione. About the, um, convincing Ron and Harry to, like, break the rules. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. I was alluding to that earlier, like. I like it. I like that Hermione. Yeah, me too. I love manipulative Hermione. (laughs) I also, um, just a note on, like, how she's, like, such a rule follower, and we've talked about this a little bit with, like, house sorting, um, and, like, what kind of drives you is kind of what defines your characteristics, and for her, it's so much her moral compass, Mm -hmm. which usually aligns with, like, the rules, so that she's, like, a really strong rule follower, but it's her rules, Yeah, I think we've said this before in, like, the first book. And that's why she is willing to break certain rules is because it follows her yeah, moral. She, yeah. Yeah. I really like, I, that's actually my favorite thing about Hermione is yeah. that she sort of like, we've, like, we did say this a lot in the first one, but like, you know, she's unapologetically herself, like all the time. She doesn't really have like an identity crisis, you know, yeah. she's like, this is me. This is how I operate. And cares about like people that are underserved, like. Yes. Other creatures and muggle forms and stuff. Um, I just want to bring up that right here is where we get an in-depth, like, talk about the polyjuice potion and how it takes a month to brew, a full month, and there are specific ingredients that take, like, extra long time, so you have specific things you need to do with them. So I don't know how those baby children and Cursed Child just happened upon Polyjuice Potion and Hermione's hair. Like, and in enough time, the second they decide to save Cedric Diggory. <laughs> I think they said that What's-Her-Name had it. Okay. Which does make sense if she was, like, planning it. That yeah. she would have it prepared. Okay, maybe. I don't remember. But I also all. think this, like, thing about Polyjuice Potion, like... I love that it takes a month. Like, it's such an obstacle that they have to work around. Yeah. Um, but this, back to this book by Waters, um, they say, this has not been reinforced again, that it takes so long. Um, so it's not an option if you need a quick disguise, unless you just happen to have some lying around in a jug. But they do, they don't really talk about brewing polyjuice potion again, but it's used throughout a lot of the books. Yeah, they um, never have to make, well, they make it again in the, um... I think they just use Moody's. They, like, take whatever he had left. In the seventh one? No, I'm, they, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever his stock was that he had left. Do they take that? Yeah. When they, like, leave on their adventure. Yeah. Well, adventure, Did Hermione take it? Yeah, she says, I... I okay, then, yeah, I do remember. it out. I do remember that. Right under your mom's nose. Um, j- just a quick little quote from George Muesli in response to uh, uh, Oliver being like, All right, we've trained harder, we've trained in all weather, what, oh my gosh, why can't I speak today? We've trained in all weather, and then George's like, too true, haven't been properly dry (laughs) since August. (laughs) The Uh, sass is amazing. 
I also said LOL at chest heaving with emotion would turn to Harry. Like, just chest heaving with Wood emotion. Wood is hilarious. Like, I would never want to have Wood as a captain, but he's so funny. I was just like, seriously, come on, Wood. Like, don't let any... Oh, I said, don't let any goals in. How about that? Don't put all the pressure on Harry. Yeah, uh, zero to 60, Wood. Zero to 60. Who let in I'm those 60 points? You. Wood. And don't even blame it on their brooms. Yeah. Harry was trying to give you the benefit of the doubt with that narration in his head. Don't think so. <laughs> Sorry, That's our Wood. little, our Sorry, little Wood rant. <laughs> Although, so my kids... Love Oliver Wood. Yeah, obviously. He's great. They think he's the best. We think he's the best. Except for this book. I know. But like, they're like obsessed. Because I showed them a Quidditch game today. Like I showed them the the first movie's like little Quidditch game. And they were like, that's Oliver Wood, captain of Quidditch. That's what they say. And he's giving Harry a little pep talk. Like it's cute. Like every time they say, um, Someone says, like, Wood, or there's Ollie, or, like, anything that's... I mean, they're like, oh, Oliver Wood, captain of Quidditch. (laughs) They say the full name every time. (laughs) But, yeah. They also were... Sorry, Slytherins out there, all cheering for Gryffindor when we were watching the game. Not... They knew the ending. We'd read... We'd read it, but they were like, come on, we want Red to win. Go, Gryffindor. Yes! Harry Potter! It was very cute. I mean, I feel like you have, even Slytherins, like, end up, well, I don't want to speak for Slytherins, but, like, you just end up brooding. Yeah. in the movie. I mean, and. Harry's falling off his broom. Yeah. The Slytherins aren't exactly being kind to uh, the Gryffindor team either. They, like, I had to reassure them twice that both Oliver Wood and Angelina Johnson were not dead. Oh, yeah. Because they fall on the ground. It's scary. Um, just a quick question for you. Maybe you can answer. What is Madame Hooch doing during this game? That is on my notes, too. I just leapt, like, off the couch. What is she doing? It is, she has one job. She can, everyone else can see that that bludger is going, following Harry specifically. What is she doing? Oh. Uh, and why are Fred and George the most logical people on the team? And Alicia. But like, they're all like, oh, it's fine. Harry's like, it's fine. Oliver and Oliver's like, yeah, you're right, Harry. It's fine. And no, and Angelina is like, and, and George, I love George in this. George is like, um, we're not letting you play. It's Alicia that's Oh, like, I thought it was Angelina that was like. She's like, Oliver, this is insane. You can't let Harry deal with this thing over there. Oh, yeah. Oh, it is Alicia. I was like. Oh, but George, (laughs) I was just, it was touching, because George also cares a lot about Quidditch, so I was like, it's a big deal that he's like, hey, hey, Fred and I are really busting our tuchuses trying to... I know. Or at least, like, have one of them stay on Harry, and then the other one One. do the regular stuff. (sighs) Next note, this is a little bit earlier, but in the same Quidditch game. Um, sorry Malfoy, sorry Drury writers, but, uh, Scarhead is a terrible nickname. (laughs) Like, it's a terrible, like, insult. Like, Scarhead, it's just facts. Like, yes, you've got a scar on your head. You have a scar on your head, yes, I'm... 
Oh, okay. So here's my question. And I think it's just for logistics, but during the timeout, why isn't the bludger still chasing Harry? Because even after the game, the bludger's still going after Harry. So it's not that he's on the ground. So I, I just have a question. That, I thought I, that too. I have concerns. I don't know how the magic works. Yeah. Um, I also had that question. Um, that's all I had. All I had. I'm just saying, because like they're still struggling to contain the bludger even after Harry's arm is broken and the whole Lockhart business is happening. It does say so. Madame Mitchell's running out. Harry, Fred, and George die for the ground, still trying to avoid the mad bludger. So they when they went to the ground, it was they were still trying to avoid it. Yeah, but it's not like they're having this full conversation and it's not going after him. In my head, I'm just assuming that like Fred and George are still hitting it away. <laughs> <laughs> Then Matapooch should really intervene if, like, the other Bludger is, like, chilling out wherever it goes when there's no actual gameplay and they're, like, whacking it away from them. Oh, man. Yeah, so now I'm at the... Wait, I'm still going. Oh, yeah. I have some more Draco quotes. Uh, Training for the ballet, Potter! Classic. That one's better. I think that one's kind of funny. Yeah, especially because he was, like, twirling. Twirling. (laughs) Um... Also, can you imagine, like, uh, fancy Quidditch? Like, I, I always think about this, like, and I kind of want to write a fic about this, like, o- Olympics for Quidditch. So it's, like, you can, like, tricks and you, stuff. Uh, you do, like, trick Quidditch, sort or of. Or just, like, like broom stuff. Yeah. Not really, like, Quidditch. Yeah. Yeah. That would be cool. Yeah. Just thought about that. So, like, kind of, like, um, like the BMX biking, like, where they right. flip the bike or whatever. Mm-hmm. Somebody, somebody posted this picture, and it was, or, like, this video, and it was wild. (laughs) It was, like, this guy was on a bike, and he got off the bike in air, the bike flipped around, and then he got back on it before it hit the ground. I feel like it was somebody random, like, Serafina, that posted this video. Did you see it? I've seen that, but not posted. It was, like, on one of the big ramps, and he, like, Yes, and nothing was touching the bike, and then he got back on it. Yeah, it's crazy. I don't get how that works, but... It's physics, Grant. I just don't get it. <laughs> it's physics. So sassy. Please explain. Um, um, I'm still going. Yeah. Malfoy thinking Harry was attacking him. Hilarious. I know. Harry goes way. after the stitch. Like, he's like... I'm gonna get, like, Malfoy, why are you so bad at your job, also? Like, you and Madame Pooch need a club. That I forgot, that was my other note, was, um, like, they say that Malfoy's, like, a good flyer, which I believe, but I think he's a really bad seeker. A terrible like, he seeker. he should be a chaser or something, but, like, he's just a seeker because Harry's a seeker. <laughs> or he should do, like, racing or something. Like, yeah. something with a broom he that... Honestly, like he'd probably be more graceful than like you know he is actually yeah. good at the sport. Which in the movie it actually makes him out to be a better Quidditch player because mm-hmm. at least he's like racing against Harry. Yeah. Also, fan fiction makes it out to be a better uh, Quidditch player than he is. But I just wanted to bring that yeah. brought that up. I was just like Malfoy, you're not even a little bit looking for the snitch. Although to be fair, his crush is flying around with a bludger <laughs> flying after him. He couldn't look at the snitch because he was too busy staring at Harry, which is 100% fact. Um, 
Yeah, but I do think, like, and even Harry says, like, he can fly. Yeah. I'll give you that, Draco. Um, now we're going to Oh, now I'm at Lockhart, yeah. Um, uh, Colin. I'm <laughs> taking pictures once again of oh, the yeah. injured. Oh, yeah. um, and then I said, again, where is Hooch? Where is she? <laughs> Nowhere to be found. This child's arm is literally broken. Where, when Neville broke his arm, she left her class to walk him to the hospital. Wait. When Harry Potter breaks his arm, oh, Lockhart's got him. <laughs> Madam Hooch is, like, on the hooch at all times. That's what. <laughs> that should have been my chapter title, Madam yes. Hooch on the hooch. It is now. Yeah, that's my new chapter title. And our constant question of, is Lockhart really stupid, or is he stupid? Look, I feel like I have a really good argument for this one, okay? Because this is about the dumbest thing he could have done. He's so dumb. I said, I think a part of him has convinced himself That's that exactly he can do what stuff. I said the first time that we talked yeah, about this. Which, I, yeah, I probably did disagree, but, like, I wanted to believe that he's, like, confounding everybody. Yeah, but no. Like, this, like, I think that, too. Like, it's the only reason he would do something like this is that he's convinced himself because it's so stupid. Why would you, like, put yourself in this position? He's just, like, been acting this way for so long. He's like, I'll just do it. <laughs> I'm suddenly gonna... Or he's like, like, he's like, if I just keep trying, then maybe I'll actually be good at it. Like, maybe Lockhart's, like, very good at at theory and practical magic like Quirrell, but he has, like, performance anxiety. So he can do these spells in the comfort of his own home, but every time he tries to do, like, a spell out loud, he, like, in front of people, yeah. he can't do it. But he clearly doesn't have, like, per like, he can perform in front of people. No, he's, like, magic anxiety. You know, he talks and, a lot of game, not a lot of follow-through. What is the word? In impotent. Yeah. He's magic. He's magic. <laughs> he has WD wand dysfunction. Um, my note on Hermione, please stop defending Lockhart, three exclamation marks. But then I said, she. I think part of it is because she doesn't want Ron to be right. Yeah. So she's like holding hard onto it and like... He made a mistake. Like, she just can't, she will not let Ron have Everyone it. makes mistakes. Yeah. Um, so Everybody has saying, those days. So I can, I can see it from that angle. But I have a note that says, about nothing in specific, about nothing specific, I can't with Lockhart. That's all the <laughs> note says. It's just like, I can't. Love it. Agreed. And then the next note, oh, Hermione. Also with no context, but I think we know I what that know is. Context. Uh, and then I, my next note's about regrowing bones and how I think it sounds so painful. And if I were Harry, I would want to kill Lockhart. Yes. Like, regrow, I can't even think about what it's like to regrow a bone. That sounds awful. That's, mm. thinking about it gives me queasiness. Makes also, me feel the queasy. polyjuice potion is, like, super uncomfortable. Agreed. Later, though. Let me see oh. if there's anything else in this book. Um, <laughs> also, my next note just says, um, 
J.K. Rowling's description of Dobby is sometimes super harsh. Yeah. Like, here's a quote for you. Shaking his ugly head. JK. Also, later, he looked so pathetic, you had to feel sorry for him. <laughs> I was like, oh god. Um, wait, real quick, going back to the Lockhart thing. In this book by Waters, they say if we thought Lockhart might have been a bit incompetent, we do not need any further proof now. Is he just a bimbo, or is there more to him? Remember Quirrell? <laughs> I added the on that, but, um, no, I I believe that's how it was meant to be. Overall, there have been some really weird events in this book. Closing the barrier was difficult, and getting a bludger was not easy. Could they be? Could they? Couldn't they are related to it? Could they be? I think it's a grammar error. Oh. I can't get through it. Yikes! Twenty five dollars a pop, and you can't use proper English. It is unofficial, after all. Whoa. <laughs> You know what's also on a visual? Curse <coughs> trial. Yes, I think that the clues or whatever is saying that Lockhart could possibly be a, a bit another bad guy. He's like putting on, like, he's like faking it. Yeah. And like Coral, which is a good theory. It if, is. If it wasn't not true. Lockhart opened the Chamber of Secrets. Kind of. He goes in there. <laughs> Um, okay, I'm sorry, what were you saying? Um, just about, we're just talking about some harsh, uh, Dobby. Oh, yeah. Descripts. Oh, also, another thing about Dobby. Dobby's plan is not only dangerous, but awful. He's like, like I couldn't have imagined you getting to Hogwarts another way. But also, like... I just wanted to hurt you enough to go home that you would have to go home. No one goes home from Hogwarts. There's no hurt that is enough yeah. to go home from Hogwarts except for, like, a coma. Not even, though, no, because the petrified, petrified children don't go home. The only person that left is Katie Bell. <laughs> and that's because her parents pulled her out. No, for the next. Oh, for the next. Oh, that, yeah, that was, yeah. I thought you meant for... I don't later. Know. Yeah, later. Because yeah. doesn't she not return? Except I think that's Hannah Abbott. Oh, you're right, you're right. Um, well, on Dobby, I was just like, heart's in the right place, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> and then, I, yeah, does that happen? And is that better? Which does <laughs> not make any sense. But, um, that, not kill you, sir, never kill you. Dobby wants to save Harry Potter's life. Better send home grievously injured than remain here. Is that better? Like, would you rather, like, think about Neville's parents? Like, would you rather be grievously ill or dead? I think Dobby is thinking, like, he fell off his broom and he is, like, have shattered all of his bones. Again, would not take him out of Hogwarts. Uh, Yeah, I think his plan is just dumb. Like, yeah. there, there's nothing that, yeah. like, will take him out of Hogwarts. But Dobby also did not think his plan through because that could have hit him in the head and he would have been dead. Like, it could have so easily oh, killed yeah. him or someone else. Well, and that was my other thing. So I was like, why does Dobby only care about what happens to Harry? 
Like, what about everyone else there? And then later in the chapter, I was like, does Dobby know something? Well, that's what, I, I, I think Dobby does know something. No, know something about Harry needing to survive. Like, a la prophecy. I don't think Dobby knows about the prophecy, but I think Lucius Malfoy has been talking specifically about Harry. So Dobby is singling out Harry, but also Dobby is, Harry's a beacon of hope to the house elves. So that's why he's like caring yeah. more about Harry than everyone else. But I do think when he's overheard Lucius, that Lucius's main target is Harry. I don't think Malfoy's target is Harry with the book thing. That's true. I think it's Mudbloods. And bees, sorry. Yeah, muggle bloods. Wow. I'm talking about Lucius. I know. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but, um, oh, that's actually kind of funny. MB, MB, regardless. Muggle born. Yeah. Let me take that. Yeah. What did I say? Um, I think t- his target was MBs. Muggle born. <laughs> <laughs> Not, um,. Not Harry. Like, I don't think that was his intention. Yeah. You're true. That's, that, that you're true. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's my truth. <laughs> speak the truth. <laughs> Spill that tea, honey. Uh, I think, yeah, you're right. Lucius probably doesn't know Riddle, diary Riddle's plan to focus on Harry. Which I don't even think that's Riddle's plan at first. No, right, but yeah. I, you know, I think when he's like, yeah. oh, like, everyone's, Jenny Weasley's been telling me this story, yeah. and, um, but either way, I think Lucius has been talking a lot about Harry in general. Like, he clearly doesn't like Harry Potter. Wow, yes. So, but I think Dobby literally doesn't care about anybody else. He cares about Harry because Harry saved is a beacon of hope for house elves. Yeah. Um, Which, speaking of that, he mentions how house elves were treated like vermin, blah, 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 in the days of... Of course, Dobby is still treated like vermin. Um, But do you think he knows, like, about what happened to Creature, for instance? Because that's, like, directly related to you-know-who. Oh, no. Like, in the little house elf world. I don't think Dobby associates with the house elf world. And Creature is a recluse, so I don't know how he would know that. Creature, like, stays in his little cubby hole until Harry and them find... Until, like, I mean, until... Serious comes back. But I feel like they do hear things and know each other. Like, Dobby knows Winky. Or I guess maybe not till later. Yeah, not until he meets, not until he's free. Yeah. Um, I was just thinking about it, because... I mean, there, I think there is, like, a house... I think there is a house elf, like, networking system, but I think Creature and Dobby are both purposefully isolated. But Creature was only a recluse after... Like, his master's died, I think. Right, but his master... But reg, but it was after Regulus died that he became a recluse. And Regulus died right before Creature went crazy. I think it was after the mother died that he became a recluse. Because nobody else was there. Because, like, Sirius wasn't there. So he only became a recluse because he didn't have a master. I mean, I'm a, that, that's just my assumption. Do we know when Welberga died? Um, I think, wow, Sirius is an Azkaban. Oh. Maybe not. I don't know, though. I, I thought, I, I don't, don't know that. 
But after Regulus. She dies after Regulus. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Because he tells Creature not to tell what happened. Because Creature knows how Regulus died, and he's not allowed to tell um, his family. The family. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that doesn't mean he wouldn't have maybe told another house elf or something. I, I mean, this is completely speculation. Um, if you have any theories about this, I'm really interested yeah. to, like, hear. I mean, it's also just, like, clear because, like, Dobby was treated by vermin, like, and probably a lot of Death Eaters have house elves, like, it's mm-hmm. just not that crazy for him to just be like, yeah, everyone was treated, like, badly, yeah. but, um... I get, um, also, but, also, also, Dobby's not that secluded, so he probably does, because he, he can hear a lot of stuff. And he goes to Harry without, yeah. you know, so, who knows? And, Dobby. like, a lot of people probably come in and out of the Malfoy house, so mm-hmm. he, like, just is around a lot of scuttle. And Dobby knows where, like, the room of requirement is. Not now, clearly. Yeah. It's when he starts working yeah. at Hogwarts, but still, Dobby gets around, like. Yeah. He's smart. Well, kind of. He's smart about some stuff. I think he's observant. He does, yeah, he doesn't have much common sense. Yeah. Um, well, so the prophet, so the reason I said, because he's like, uh, but he must save himself. He must. Harry Potter must not. And then he, like, freezes. Oh, well, no, it's because they heard footsteps. But he's like, he must save himself. Like, I mean, I, yeah, and I think what you're saying is probably right, but I was like, maybe he knows something um, because, like, the death, well, but it's Voldemort also, knows a little bit about the prophecy. But I don't um, think, one, that he told Lucius, because he doesn't, that's, like, too revealing of a weakness. Like, I think Snape is the only one that knows because Snape hears the prophecy. Well, again, unless Snape told Lucius, but Lucius knows about it by the fifth one, because he's like, Foster, you don't even know Right, but I prophecy. think, but that's because Voldemort sends him on that mission. yeah. You don't think he knew about it before? Because he's, like, making fun of Harry for, like, not even knowing about it. Yeah, I think he just figures it out. Like, I I, do, I can't see Voldemort handing the information of who his weakest link is to everyone. Unless it's, like, a pivotal time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Too much. Just making my brain hurt. I'm trying to, like, find too much in Dobby, I think. <laughs> But no, I mean, it is an interesting theory, but I also think it's not that hard to make a leap that Harry is the chosen one based on the fact that people do think that he killed the darkest wizard known to man in a mysterious um, happenstance. Like, the killing curse kills everyone except Harry is, like, a very, you know... It's not that hard to guess. Yeah. Colin bringing Harry Grapes as his, you know, final pre-petrified moment is adorable. Um, well, Waters would disagree with you. Um, lots of juicy stuff here. Like Grapes, for instance, smiley face in the text. <laughs> um, <laughs> Waters. What was Colin doing with the Grapes? As we know, J.K.R. never puts in details like that without a reason. Was he down in the kitchens? The storyline clue that has a camera was fried as clearly due to a very powerful spell. But what kind of spell? Also, another subtology clue concerned what Colin was doing wandering around at night in the first place since Colin never told us. 
We are not convinced he was looking to visit Harry. Colin is extremely brave, and he is having great fun being a wizard, so he might be having some of his own nighttime adventures. Wonder what he's been up to. Okay, <laughs> why is this book written like they don't know what happens? Well, I mean, that part, they never say that he was going to visit Harry. But they're implying that Colin is, like, somehow to do with the heir of Slytherin. Oh, no, I, I mean, I didn't take it like that. It just meant, like, like Harry had his adventures his first year, like, Colin's doing his own. But then, like, she also implies that the, J.K.'s gonna come back. She's like, J.K. doesn't put in mysteries, like, details like that. But if she puts in a detail like that that comes back later, it's noted upon. Her detail about the grapes is that Colin has a humongous crush on Harry and is like, I'm going to bring him some grapes. <laughs> that is what that clue is. Like, I don't think Colin is having, um, or it's not about a crush, or he just wants to get a picture of Harry in the hospital wing, so he needs an excuse to go up there. That journalistic intent. Um, well, there's, so there's like all these little like rules that this that water said so first one is if she reinforces it she means it um like if she repeats a reference or a clue it it means it's serious yeah well we'll look again for colin and grace <laughs> if she suddenly interrupts something she's hiding a clue what was that if it like misses a lesson or like gets cut off it usually that's like hiding something um there's no such thing as coincidence um and then don't take a character's word for it. That's what they're referring to here. So characters often interpret events for us in the books. Like Harry often interprets, um, like actions certain ways. Mm -hmm. And so it's Harry or McGonagall in this case, like interpreting that Colin was there to do that. But like we shouldn't take this book is saying we shouldn't take the word that word that character's word for it. Right, but I think when we're not supposed to be taking the word for it, it comes back in some way. Right. But I, but in situations like this, or sometimes when she uses, like, Harry's inferring, it's because, you know, we're in a, um, a limited point of view. So right. she has to, like, try to bring in yeah, other people's like, stories of, you know. Harry wouldn't necessarily think that. Right. Um... Yeah, but I do think that's kind of a good rule of thumb because I think she does try and because she's like a good mystery writer, so she's trying No, I to think work. it is, but I just yeah. don't think this is necessary. Well, and you said like they know what happens. I think they're trying to write the analysis and maybe they did these individual, like the books, and they're just all putting into one book that um, they're trying not to write it as if they know what's about to happen. Yeah. Um, which I think is fun. It's just like a whole book of fan theories. I know, this is, like, made for you right now, because you're so into the fan theories. Yeah. They go into a whole thing about, like, Dumbledore woolen socks, and he's wearing a woolen dressing gown, and, like, what does it all mean? <laughs> we, like, we know Dumbledore's eccentric, but we also know he's very are ingenious. We, are we sure that we <laughs> didn't write this book? <laughs> like, I, this is, like, a drunk, like, I have, it's a fever dream, like, me. <laughs> At night, like just writing, waking up yeah. and writing these. I've written a book, the unofficial. Oh man, I got some long notes here. Yeah, like I've done, Are you done? notes. Oh my gosh. Okay. Weird that Harry didn't hear the voice this time, unless it happened while he was asleep. But he didn't hear like the snake 
Maybe there's not pipes in the uh, hospital wing. But he was asleep. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like, it, and he woke up to yeah. the... But then he's, like, having that whole conversation with just Dobby. But we don't know, I guess, like, how long. Colin. How long has been. Yeah. Out. Oh, and this just seemed, like, weird. So, um, McGonagall says... Or they say Minerva found him. But then she says, if Dumbledore hadn't been... Going to get hot chocolate. I don't know what would have happened. Like, it's contradictory. Like, who found him? Wait, what? Um, Read the part where... I remember the yeah. Dumbledore and Hot Cocoa. Also, there was one of your quiz questions. And now I have to think of oh, something else. Sorry. Um, another text of Dumbledore. Minerva found him on the stairs. And then a couple lines later, it says... But I shudder, McGonagall says, but I shudder to think, if Albus hadn't been on the way downstairs for hot chocolate, who knows what might have. Is she saying, like, she couldn't have taken care of Colin by herself? Or, like, I don't know, it just seemed weird. That does seem weird. That, no, that's very strange. Now, that seems suspect to me. Well. Why isn't there a theory? There is. Are Which we, I didn't know that when I wrote my note, actually. That's really funny. Um, hold on, let me find it. Oh, my God. Did you set this up like you knew this whole conversation? <laughs> well, that was my real note, and then I was like, in the back of my mind, I was like, I knew they had something. That's so funny. Um, oh, okay. Um, so is JKR trying to convince us that this was a coincidence, that Professor McGonagall and Dumbledore were like down there at the same time, basically? So what was Dumbledore up to? We already know from book one that Dumbledore gets around at night, okay. and we can bet <laughs> hot chocolate. All of those old wizard gay clubs. And we can bet hot chocolate was probably not his main mission. Was he tipped off about the attack? Was he watching Colin? Lots to ponder. And then it makes. Was sense. she watching Colin? What? No, because he's a Muggleborn. I oh, think. okay. I think. <laughs> um, make special note of that wooly dressing. <laughs> And with the thick woolen socks from Miriam Arasad, what would make a grown man wear a woolly dressing gown? I can't. I can't. Oh, man. So I think they're kind of, like, ahead of the game here because they're, like, implying that Dumbledore is, like, off to do all this, like, secret stuff like he does in the sixth one. But, um... No, that is pretty cool. I don't... I, they they lose me with the woolen clothing. But I do kind of think that Dumbledore is not out of bed, just like happenstance. No, I think the I I read the coffee thing. I mean the cocoa thing, similar to the woolen socks thing about Namir of Arisad. Like, this is an excuse I use. Yeah. I I use my whimsy as a way to distract from what I'm really doing. Yeah. Or what I really I know. Love he does that. Yeah. Very Hamlet of him. Um, was Hamilton? Um, no. <laughs> um, I think that the so I was asking last one about the scorch marks. Um, and I think like it's and I might have said this last chapter. I think it is from being petrified because it like literally burns the camera. Like it's mm-hmm. smoking, and I just think that's what like I think petri when someone gets petrified, they're like burning. Oh it's almost like burning. God. I mean, I don't think they're in pain. I just think that's like kind of what happens. Yeah. Um, and then, so the I thought you were gonna have a note on like who versus how, and what does that mean? 
I figured you would have a note about it. <laughs> I did. I know. Um, so I said, does he mean how? Because he knows that Voldemort is the heir. So he knows that Voldemort's the heir, so he's like, how is this happening? Because I know that Voldemort's the heir. Yeah, I think it's like he knows it has something to do with Voldemort, but he's saying, one, how did Voldemort get into the castle, yeah. I think, is what under his nose yeah. is what I think his main thing is. And, I mean, all eyes right now point to Lockhart. <laughs> I actually think their Malfoy guess is a really, like, good one. Yeah, and they have, like, good evidence to support it. Yeah. Alright, that was my last note, and I don't think I have anything else from Waters. Um, Waters had so much to say for... And there was, like, more. Like, I didn't read all of it because I didn't think it was all, like... like you got so... the woolen. It was a real mess. <laughs> uh, it was funny. Well, <laughs> some of it was just about, like, the potion and... Um, yeah. I mean, I did actually read most of it. Don't let Waters do our work for us. I know. Well, I'm glad I read it after because I had come up with my own notes. Um, he's, they said that Madame Pence may somehow be able to check signatures for forgery. Just like a note, just in case. It came back later. All right. Um, should we do Champ and Rat first? Sure. Um, I gave my Champs. To F and G, my boys. Me too. <laughs> Love them. I gave it to George specifically because he did more of the talking, but I'll give it to both. I gotta give it. I can't give it to one and not the other. Real. Who's your rat? Lockhart. Mine too. <laughs> so trait of us. I know, but I like. I, I went back and forth between Lockhart and Dobby, and since I, since I Dobby, Dobby, since Dobby burned his hands yeah. and got those mean descriptions from JK, I decided to, to let John Dobby slide. I didn't give it to Dobby because I know his intentions are good. Yeah. Dobby. He goes about it the wrong way. Same with Colin. <laughs> Colin. Don't take pictures of people when they're injured. Yeah, so insensitive. Um, I gave the chapter 75 points. I gave it 70 points. We are, like, really on it. Um, oh, and I, I added just, like, a little side note to my 75 points. Ooh. Um, I like it when Quidditch is part of the, like, part of a bigger chapter. Like, it's a small part of, like, a bigger chapter. Like, I like how they did the Quidditch match in this, where the whole chapter's not, like, it's all about the Quidditch. Like, I like how it's worked into this chapter. And it's still, like, important and it's still, like, entertaining. But it's not, like, let's dedicate a whole chapter to just one Quidditch game. I feel like that's a lot of sass. Um, I happen to like Quidditch chapters. But I like like, it to be... No, it is nice that it is relevant to the overall plot. But and I get I think the only time they do that is like in the first book because it's like the first Quidditch game so they're like dedicating have, yeah and they have to explain all of the rules yeah they probably do it in the sixth one too when Ron is like you know yeah the fifth one the fifth that's what I meant no the sixth one when he's both he's in both no but I meant I meant the one where Felix. Ron gets with yeah with Felix and yeah he gets with Lav afterwards oh, and wow. then Hermione gets really upset. Um, yeah. But I just like how it's incorporated in this chapter, because you still get, like, the whole Quidditch thing. Mm -hmm. No sass. 
Remember from me. Remember sassy. Okay, do you want to come up with a new quiz question? No. <laughs> you have another one? Yeah. Oh, okay. So I think it might be the same one you have for me. How do you know? Did you see it? No, but we both avoided the ingredients to polish this potion. <laughs> yeah. We're way too in sync for this episode. Yeah, so there's no quiz this week. Yeah. Um, wait, let me just find something funny. Okay. Um, what's one of the Slytherin players' names? Not the main guy, the other Marcus Flint. Not him, the other one. I it's got a funny say. name. Pusey. 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 Adrian. Is it Adrian? Yeah, Adrian Pusey. Yes. Yes. <laughs> he got a funny name. <laughs> he does have a funny name. Pusey. Oh, he probably got teased on the playground. Pusey. Well. He probably deserved it. <laughs> um, do you have a fun one for me? Mm-hmm. So what disgusts Ron most about the polyjuice potion? Toenails. <laughs> <laughs> Bits of Slytherin. Bits of Slytherin. Toenails. Real though. If toenails were involved, I would not Honestly, be Honestly, hair is bad enough. Like, so gross. It's nasty. Um... All right, so I felt like this was a short ep. I don't think it's that short. It's like an There's hour. like a break in there, though. Um, we hope you really enjoy it. Yeah, we'll try to have more energy next time. But Shout like, out to Joey Posner for Facebooking at us. Yeah, that was really sweet. And Zach Steinle. Yes. Oh, shoot. Uh, we have to yeah. So we're going to do something like post um, post the little Mischief Manage thing. If you want to stay tuned, we're going to talk about um, houses a little bit and what we think about the house system. Yeah, because um, a couple of our friends recently got into a little bit of a Facebook debate about it. And then it. like dragged us through, so we are like in it now. Yeah, we're in it, so we're, we need to like... We, we said we would not uh, comment um, in, on Facebook. We were going to, you have to listen to the podcast to yeah. know the experts' opinion. Yeah, so as the experts, we'll be talking about it after Mischief Managed. Um, so if you want to stick around and listen to our wonderful thoughts, and we'll explain more what, what they were talking about. Um, but for, if you want to listen next week, yeah. um, please tell us. Who Hermione gets in a little tussle with. <laughs> yes, next chapter is the Dueling Club. I mean, we're both pretty excited to chat about it. Oh, you know I'm excited to talk about the Our fireside club. chats. <laughs> <laughs> That's what our podcast is called now. Griffin Door Fireside Chats. No more. No in more. the comfy armchairs. <laughs> in the common room. That, these are cute. Common room fire chats. <laughs> That is actually a good name for, like, a podcast. Something with, like, the common room. Yeah. Coco in the common room. Yeah. (laughs) That's a shout-out to Serafina. Um, All right. So, yes. So, stay tuned after this brief message. Mischief Managed.
Bum, 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 bum. Okay. Um, so a person, um, Zach Steinle, um, I believe is a listener to the podcast, yes. or at least social media, um, to, uh, Facebook's about our podcast, which is good. Um, they said that, um, basically that they take issue with the houses that it sorts, um, these people are supposed to be, like, um, friends, and... Or children, like, it's made yeah. out of they sort children. Yeah, um, into these groups, and it reflects, like, their worst traits, basically, or, like, they end up hating the other people for, like, their worst traits, um... And they don't feel the need to, like, grow. It's like, oh, well, I'm a Gryffindor. Or, like, I'm just, I'm not going to change because, like, that's my trait or whatever, I think is what they're saying. Um, and it's, like, kind of an us versus them scenario. Like, and I think the big example would be Gryffindor versus Slytherin. Um, and it's just, like, considered, like, purely evil or, like, acceptable to, like, hate that other, those other people because they're in the other house or, um... And they just said, like, tell an 11-year-old they are all, tell an 11-year-old they and all their friends are no good over and over again until they're an adult, using their entire graduating class as a mouthpiece. Um, hashtag no more houses is what they said. Um, so I think without adding too much bias, they're basically just saying that the house system sets you up to have these enemies and doesn't. Foster. And it's sort of like, and when you get put in a house, you, yeah. one, you can't, you feel like you don't have to grow or that you, it stifles your growth because you feel locked into these traits and to perform those said traits. Yeah. Um, and that for Slytherin in particular, um, that it, you, it like will mess up your self-esteem. You're like, yeah. oh, they're just house. evil. Yeah, they're you're, Slytherin. they're evil because they're Slytherin. Or it's like, oh, it's okay because they're Slytherin, Slytherin they can be evil. Right. Or, or whatever. Or, oh, they're just in Gryffindor, so they can just be brazen all the time. Like, it's fine. Or, right. Or, um... And then... So it's fine. You can just smoke pot because it's Hufflepuff. <laughs> <laughs> and you can just go, you know, play a lot of um, hide-and-seek because you're so good at finding a lot of capture the flag. Hashtag stoner house. Um, I mean, obviously, like, Ravenclaw, like, I don't think there's any, like, negatives to it. So, like, nobody hates... <laughs> tagged in it um and then so then the main um disagreeer disagreeer the main opponent shout out to, phil to this um their argument is that the house system is a widely used system in mm -hmm. england boarding schools yeah. and some american schools so the house system uh, isn't wrong and like you're reading basically you're reading way too much into it and saying that... And don't steal our fun was also, I think, a... A big... A big argument. <laughs> right. But the, um... But I think their main point was that, um, it's not the, the house system's, like, fault that these children... Like, it's not, like, don't blame the house for the kids being evil is what yeah. Phil's argument was. Um, 
And I think there's also some arguments in there that we're not going to really go into, but just to think about is like how like politics, you're labeled as one political party and that kind of sets you up to, to disagree with the other political party just on principle. Um, and so I think there's a little bit of that in there. Like I said, we're not going to really get into, but we're going to stick to Harry Potter argument. Yeah, but needless to say, the fact that this argument went into politics, you know how um, important Harry Potter is to the people that we associate with because this debate got really intense. So now we're going to sort of switch and uh, take away the um, the the impartial attitude towards it, and we're going to really talk about how we feel. And I, I'm going to speak for both of us a little bit, and Alex can agree or disagree, but I think we both kind of see pluses and minuses with it, and I don't yeah. think we're on either side. Um, and I think one person commented it's not a black and white issue. It's not like, oh, it works perfectly, and no, it doesn't work at all. My main issue, like, I really like houses, and I think... In at one because I think it's really fun. It's like, like having um your local team, right? Like so for go me, Baltimore I don't Ravens. have an issue with the house system. I have an issue mainly with the way J.K. Rowling portrays Slytherin House, which is where I think most of the anti-house system, yeah, um, hate comes from because it's true. Slytherin House gets a really bad rep, and in her, Joe's defense, it's because. Um, even I, I hate when Harry Potter is described as this and I don't view it this way, but it, reading it to five-year-olds has really opened my mind that when you take out all of the brilliance and the in-depth study that is of Harry Potter, it is written for children and she needs to have Slytherin House as a way to be like, oh, this is, yeah. like, the bully goes in Slytherin House. Like, it's a very simple way to explain it, which is not necessarily good. I hate dichotomies, and for most of our evil characters, we do sort of get a backstory for them, but it is unfortunate that we don't get a Slytherin character that is just, like, normal and good. Like, Slughorn is lazy and kind of a coward, and Snape but I think is he Snape. Is, I think Slughorn is probably the best example of like someone who's he a good person. He is the best example, but it's not still yeah. a good example. Like I he, mean, but he does shine through in the end. And I don't think being a coward, like you're putting that as a negative, is being like cowardly. I, like, I think his way of being cowardly has hurt a lot of people. Like I feel like if he didn't change the, alter the memory, or if he had come up if he had divulged that information about the darkest wizard of all time earlier, a lot of things could have been like, he I knows, think, but I think some, you're speaking as a Gryffindor with that because it's like, we need to save all of mankind. Like this is like the goal. Like you have to do this and blah, blah, blah. Like, which is great. I'm not saying that's wrong, but I think that that's definitely like a Gryffindor's perspective on his actions as being like inherently bad because he put himself first. I don't think he's inherently bad. I just don't think, like, I think there are other ways to have a decent Slytherin character than this character that chose to put themselves before like Hitler. You know what I'm well, saying? Well, I mean, we're not bringing Hitler into No, I'm just saying, but like, I that's think, what the, like, analogy is in the book. But I think that's a good book. definer of a Slytherin is that he is showing Slytherin traits and showing that he's not a bad person. Like, he's saying, like, yes, I put, I'm, like, self-interested. And, like, this is one way that I am self-interested. And, yes, it might have hurt other people, but, like, that's part of, like, a Slytherin trait, kind of. 
Yeah. So if I, he had done the other thing, that wouldn't have been a Slytherin trait. So I think it's showing. But hey, I think there the are Slytherin different. De- just like there are different parts of every house, there's the different side of like yes, for a Slytherin who like putting themselves first is their main Slytherin like the what the aspect of Slytherin that they take. I understand that yes, that's a good version of that. But there's also just like the person who's ambitious and isn't like. I think, selfish, which is a, a lot of people who identify as Slytherin identify with yeah. the ambition and the hard work and the, like, cleverness about, like, working a room and they don't necessarily agree. Like, I've had conversations with Slytherins before where they're like, they really hate that Slughorn is the one because even though, yeah, he is not the worst person in the world, he also isn't, like, a hero. Like, they want a character that still has nice traits. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I think that there should be more characters from all the houses that show the different, like, sides. But I still disagree that that is what makes him, like, not a good, like, hero. Like, he's, like, not a hero because he did that. Like, I don't... I don't think he knew also when he made that choice, like, what that would mean for, like, the wizarding world. Like, he just made a choice. But the, he knew at the, no, no, I don't think, I, okay, I I didn't mean to say that him telling Voldemort is what makes him No, no, I know what you mean. I mean about hiding the memory. For still this long. Yeah. Like, like, 10 plus, not even 10, like, how long, it's over 11 years, like, by the time in the sixth one, it's 16 years he's kept this secret. And he, and by book six, things, like, even after book four, if he had come out and been like, hey, I know why he's still alive. Yeah. Like, that would have been more, but he still hides for four more books, you know? Yeah. All right. Well, um. Anyway. I think you're making excellent points, but we are getting away from our. Our main argument. Uh, yeah. Um, well, there, everyone in Slytherin, I'm defending your house. Um, I mean, I feel like I w- I'm defending okay. Slytherin, too. I don't mean to be, like, um, Slytherin. So, kind of my, I think, point of view on this, I like how it's addressed in the books, I think, where the sorting hat, who is the one sorting them, mm-hmm. is the one that's also finding fault in it and saying, like, I sort you and I hesitate to do that because it's creating all this animosity um, and we should be uniting. And that's definitely how I see it. I was like, I think it's nice to have these separate families and, and it's lovely how McGonagall puts it in the first book. Like your house will become like your family and you will lose points and you will gain points for your house. And I think that all is really great. Um, and it's the um, the other stuff that's like fueled as they get older um, that is where it, Everyone kind of struggles with it, including, like, the sorting hat, um, which I know that's not really, that's kind of a non-answer, but, um, I don't think, again, like, the houses are inherently bad, um, and I do think that it is part of J.K. Rowling's convention to make Slytherin that way, and I think part of it is because when she first started writing the books, it was strictly a children's book, and then as it got bigger, and as they got older, she introduced Death Eaters, which really became the enemy, but she had already kind of set up Slytherin as these guys. So I think if she had, you know, started it later, 
then it would have just been the Death Eaters, and she wouldn't have made Slytherin House the bad house, I think. I also think it's just interesting because all of the Death Eaters are, like, descendant of Slytherin in some way, and I don't think they all are. Well, most of the ones we're introduced are. Like, we've got Crab, McNair, Goyle, Malfoy that are, like, the senior ones and then their children are in Slytherin and it's like it's it's also really interesting to me because they make this analogy to like the old families are very like Slytherin kept like the pure blood blood, yeah yeah, are like kept within Slytherin which is just but that Slytherin and in this book in particular Salazar Slytherin that's what he wanted right so it makes sense why they would be in that house no no that's what I'm saying it does make sense but she does set up like even in like she sets up Slytherin to be the house where all of the bigots go which is a real interesting way to sort children um we'll see but I think that wasn't she hadn't like come up well she might have come up with some of it but I think like the the really bad guys were like later on in the books but she was working with what the she had already laid which was the four houses so but i'm saying if she had Voldemort s- has always been a slytherin right and snape but i'm saying like i think if she had started it maybe in like book if she had started the series like where book 7 is like i don't think slytherin would have been set up in the same way as cuz yeah i think initially it was like kind of like a playful like, they're against this in Quidditch, and yes, Voldemort came from it, and obviously in this one, we get, like, Salazar Slytherin's, like, not a good guy, um, and all that, but, um, it's more, like, I think it's meant to be more playful, even though when we look at it, it's clearly not, especially when we start making comparisons to muggle-borns with, like, race and things like that. Mm -hmm. It's not playful, but um, I think that's how it's meant to be perceived in these early books. I don't know if I necessarily agree that it's meant to be playful, because, like, you, she does bring the race thing up in this book. I guess I'm really thinking of the first one. Yeah. And I agree with the first one. The first one is a lot more lighthearted, but even here, I think she... I kind of disagree with myself halfway through my argument. (laughs) I think she does set up... And it's not... And I... I honestly don't give her too much fault to it. Like, I think when we're having, when you're having, like, an intellectual conversation about Harry Potter and the world and you want to identify as Slytherin because the traits of Slytherin are traits that people possess and aren't evil with them, then as an adult you can have that, like, intelligent conversation. But I do think she does sort of pigeonhole them as evil for the sake of it yeah uh, for children's understanding and I think JK Rowling didn't intend for people to be like I'm a like to be like so strongly associated with the house like to put themselves in that reality like she wrote it as like a story and like these are like the villainous characters and she wasn't putting that on anybody she's not saying like I'm sorting you into Slytherin (laughs) like those are uh, like us as fans are putting ourselves into that world she's not putting us into that world right so yeah I don't I don't disagree or I'm not faulting JK Rowling either because I think it's it's a book the book what it is yeah but I also, for the houses in general I'm saying keep the houses oh yeah I'm definitely a fan of keeping the houses because one they're a huge part of the books like people clearly feel you know identify 
a lot with these houses and it's fun to sort of it's sort kind of yourself like Myers Briggs. Yeah, or like it's we all we all like as a society, as people, we are obsessed with labels and sorting each other. Like, that's why we take a million personality quizzes. It's why yeah. when you start Harry Potter, Harry Potter sorting hat quiz comes up yeah. because we love finding... Who hasn't gone through the BuzzFeed um, rabbit hole of quizzes? Right. All of us. I know what food I am. I know what <laughs> season I am. Like, we love sorting ourselves into these categories. So... It's a great, like, device for these books. I think it's yeah. really cool. But um, I do like Zach's other half of his ar- argument where he's talking about how it does stifle growth. Yeah. Because I think that's a really fair point, that you do get really caught up in identifying with your house. So your own, like, personal identity sort of gets crushed or smothered because you don't get to grow outside of your house. Um, and I think, and there were some, we didn't read all of the comments. Um, it kind of created a mass of people giving different opinions, but they brought up some stuff with like Cursed Child. Um, I think Hermione is a really interesting character to look at because she does kind of exemplify different characters and she is made fun. One person um, they were saying how Hermione gets made fun of for being smart, basically, and kind of a know-it-all, but if she had been in Ravenclaw, like, mm-hmm. they wouldn't have made fun of her for that. Like, they would have been like, she's not a suck-up, or like, right. a know-it-all, she's a Ravenclaw, but because she's in Gryffindor, she can't show those traits in the same way, and, and yes, Hermione is kind of, like, irritable to a fault in some ways, I guess, I don't know, uh, maybe being a fellow classmate, that would be annoying, but um, probably not to other Ravenclaws because they are all probably in a similar feeling of wanting to be the best in the class. Similarly, I think with Percy, not that I want to give Percy any benefits, but, um, you know, and Percy does end up dating a Ravenclaw, and I think that makes a lot of sense because, you know, those are the people that understand him. Or Neville gets a lot of crap for not being brave like a Gryffindor in the first couple books, but... If Neville had been put in Hufflepuff, like, I feel like he would have just had a jolly old life. Um, So on the one hand, I see that. But then on the other hand, I think that also speaks to how you can grow outside of your house system. Like, no matter what house you put in, you, you do grow into the traits. Like, you become your own anyway. Because Hermione does, um, as we talked about earlier today in the podcast... Um, use a lot of the qualities of different houses to her advantage. Um, and I think that's seen in a lot of different characters. Um, yes, yeah, so that was our um, fireside chats. <laughs> fireside chats. Our common room fireside chats. No particular common room, just like general common room. General common room. <laughs> uh, eighth year dorm. Uh, they put all the houses together. Hashtag prefect bathroom. <laughs> Just bubble bath talks <laughs> with moaning Myrtle. Bubble bath. We should we should make that a segment. Bubble bubble bath talks with moaning Myrtle. Um. So now any special episode will be bubble bath chat. <laughs> bubble bath chat. 
Uh, yeah, so if you agree or disagree or have new thoughts on this subject... Yeah, please um, email in. This is a hot top. Email, Facebook. Um, it would be fun if we kind of got these arguments going on our Facebook page. So if you want to um, start that, um, do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and we can... And if you're interested, if that like arguments on the Facebook page if that sounds interesting we can always pose them like we can so let us know if that sounds like something you'd like to do like we can ask a question or a prompt and we can get a sort of conversation going and we'll chime in and it'll be fun yeah um okay bye laters